I'm Elise Orlowski, a senior video director here at Kramer. And I'm Trip Underwood, a creative director at Kramer. And at Kramer, we work with so many incredibly fascinating people from all over multiple industries. We have so many great conversations, many that are just too good to keep to ourselves. So now we're sharing them with the world. Right here from Kramer Studios. This is Pivot Points. Welcome to another episode of Pivot Points. I'm your host, Trip Underwood, and today I'm joined by my co-host, my boss, and my personal mentor, Angel Micarelli, who's Kramer's Senior Vice President of Strategy and Content. Uh, Angel has taught me so much about how to infuse marketing with the right balance of creativity, information, and insight to kind of making you the perfect co-host for today's conversation, which will feature Jeff Loeb. Uh, Jeff is a partner and a CMO at Chief Outsiders, which is the largest fractional CMO consultancy business in the world. And really what that means is he's just an expert in his field in helping CEOs build their brands and develop strong strategic initiatives. And I really can't wait just to see what these two great minds come up with. So welcome, Jeff. Welcome, Angel. Thank you so much. Jeff, we are so happy to have you. Um, One of the things I think is fascinating about what you do is that you do work with many different kinds of companies, many B2B companies. And I know we've been chatting lately about growth opportunities in trade shows, which is a topic Mm -hmm. that we just don't actually talk enough about in this industry. What's your perspective on on what's happening these days and and how is it a, a growth engine for companies? Yeah, I think that. Well, first of all, thank you for uh, for having me. It's great to great to be here. Uh, I think that B two B marketing is complex, uh, and there are multiple channels, uh, multiple strategies for for going to to market and reaching your audience. And I think trade shows are a really important part of that marketing mix. Uh, it's one element amongst amongst many elements. But but there are a lot of really attractive features around trade shows specifically. And the biggest one, perhaps, is that it's um, a rare opportunity to really get in front of a large number of your ideal customer profile all at one time. Yeah, a single, right? single yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. You choose the shows that you want to attend um, based on who's going to be there, right? So it's a great opportunity to to hit your your particular ICP or ideal customer profile. So that's a that's a, a, a big factor, and the, and the second piece of you know, we all know that in B two B there's a complex buyer's journey, right, from beginning to end. Uh, in some industries, a sales cycle might be really quick, might be weeks, you know, or a month. Uh, in others, it might be long. It might be over a year, for instance. So at trade shows, you find yourself um, having access to people at, at every stage of the funnel, every stage of the buyer's journey, all the way from uh, awareness, people just learning about what options are out there, uh, people that are interested in diving deep uh, into finding out about solutions, people are at, that are at decision stage, uh, et cetera. So for, for those two reasons, uh, I think that uh, trade shows are a really important part of the, of the B2B marketing mix. What, given given the fact that those audiences are so broad in terms of customer profiles and where they are in the buying decision, um, what makes for a good metric? How can you tell if you're being successful for all these? Because you are hitting people at different points, and if you're not using the sale as a, as a success metric, uh, what are some things in trade shows people can look to to, to kind of judge the, the KPI on it? 
Yeah, I, I think that um, that uh, the tra- a traditional measure, of course, is, has been has been leads, right? Okay. So generating generating leads. So that's that's uh, of course important. And and what's what's interesting again in in marketing, we're responsible for bring, bringing people in top of the funnel, uh, and a quality lead uh, by sales definition uh, is when uh, they're able to schedule a meeting, and have okay. a quality conversation mm-hmm. with someone that's in their ICP. And it's another kind of value of trade shows uh, because it bring, it allows you it accelerates that point where you have a real conversation mm-hmm. with a prospect, you know, versus kind of kind of top of the funnel. Um, but more broadly, uh, in terms of uh, success metrics, um, so so certainly certainly leads. Um, uh, um, awareness, I think, is uh, is a is another mm-hmm. uh, component, um, especially for people that are early stage. Yeah. Um, meetings, right, um, are are uh, important because you can have meetings kind of at the conference, mm-hmm. so you can really kind of accelerate that process, uh, creating opportunities. There's also opportunities around social engagement, so great uh-huh. opportunity yeah. uh, to get your message out and to have it amplified uh, by by folks and a lot of techniques for uh, for for doing that. And then another um, uh, uh, success metric or area, you know, I, I really like to um, embrace and, and fully try to exploit um, all of the possible benefits of a, yeah. of a trade show if you make the investment, right? Yeah, you're you're um, paying for the flight, you're paying for the booth space, you're paying for the hotel. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an investment, yeah. right? So it's it, to me, you can go that extra ten percent mm-hmm. and get a lot more out of it. And, and what another element of that, something near and dear to to you guys, is the content mm-hmm. uh, side of it. So uh, one of the areas that um, that in B two B marketing uh, is is super valuable and super important um, are uh, testimonials, customer testimonials. You know, it's it's very valuable, much more valuable what our customers say than what what we say. Yeah, third-party validation is you, you got one it. of the biggest. Yeah, indicators. exactly. So um, it's an opportunity where your customers come to you. So oftentimes you have a lot of customers, uh, so you can take advantage of that and you can actually uh, film and um, uh, uh, customer testimonials, which is another success metric in my which, book. Which are difficult to. Uh, get after the fact. So we've been part of campaigns where we recommend it, and then they say, okay, how do we get those? Well, it's like, well, no, you have to reach out to your customers, and it becomes a long, arduous journey sometimes to find people that are willing to talk. But like you said, in this more social environment where you're talking face-to-face, I think people will be much more open to the idea of, of offering that um, as opposed to getting an email and setting up a time to speak with a stranger and stuff. So yeah, that's great it, thinking. Exactly. And just elaborating a little bit um, more about it. It's a lot of it, you know, as you guys know, it's, it's around the logistics, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you set up the logistics? Um, but if you put the thought in and, and if you have, you know, your, your video crew there and it can, by the way, it can be simple, you know, with a, with an iPhone yeah. or it can be, you know, higher production quality. Uh, but if you think it through uh, and plan for it, you know, you can get 10 to 20 uh, testimonial videos, you know, little 60-second snip, snippets uh, uh, easily. You know, it's so, so interesting what you just said about higher quality. If you integrated that into the booth, it's a draw mm. to the booth because who doesn't like to watch someone be, you know, interviewed or, or, or on film? And you're also capturing that valuable testimonial. Yeah, that fish tank effect of what's <laughs> happening over there, and then you go and watch, and you want to be a part of it. Exactly. I have a question for <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so there are a lot of different kinds of industries, obviously, that, that you work with. And 
you know, um, when we look at best practices, I'm sure it's hard to come come up with ones that are good for every industry. But, you know, when you don't have a a demo to have in the booth, you know, what and which which lends itself to people coming in and watching, what kinds of things have you seen work at trade shows to to bring people in? Yeah, so so great question. And um the, the way that I would start to think about that and answer that question is, is kind of going back to the idea uh, that you, can, you should think about a trade show as an as end-to-end sales funnel across the, the buyer's journey. Uh, so you have people uh, that are seeing you for the first time, being exposed to your brand. Uh, you want to generate leads. You want to move people on to conversations. And you may have customers there as well that you want to have different types of, of conversations. So if you set it up with that mindset, right, that there are multiple different things that we're trying to, to accomplish. And when you ask this question about best practices, it gives you a little bit bigger of a, of a landscape to, to think about. Um, so a starting point, uh, which is so basic, but uh, often people get so wrong, uh, is messaging. Uh, so uh, you have your, your booth, you have your, your surfaces um, available for, for messaging, and oftentimes people want to cram so much in. There's so much to say, right? And, and we all know that you can be much more successful by saying less, right? Because all we're trying to do is get people into the booth mm-hmm. to have a, a conversation. Uh, and I like to, to you know, think about it as you're walking down you know, the aisle of a trade show, um, you, um, you have like three seconds to make an impression on the person w- walking by who's trying to avoid contact with the, with the person in the booth because they're, then they're going to you know, grab them for a conversation. <laughs> so you're looking at your peripheral vision uh, and you want to be able to have a top level message that within two or three seconds, you know what they, what they, what they do, right? So it starts off with having, having kind of really good, um, good messaging. Um, I think another um, uh, kind of aspect is, is a lot of it's, – it's easy to get trapped in vanity metrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you justify the cost of going, attending a, a trade show or participating in a trade show? What's well, leads? You know, we need to, yeah. to, get, to get leads. And sometimes that can create this, this mania of the people that are staffing the booth uh, around scanning everybody that walks by. You know, just let's, let's scan them. Let's, let's capture their name. You know, let's, let's call them a, a lead. And that's a, a good example of, I think, a, a vanity metric, yeah. right? If you just think about Stuff it. Stuff on about the ballot that. box there. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the, the question is, well, how do, you, how do you then kind of turn that into more of a quality lead? How do you, how do you kind of identify uh, the folks that are more, uh, more interested? And, and I like to think about um, setting up an experience, which is really a little mini nurture campaign, okay. um, where we draw people into the booth um, that maybe 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 they're interested, maybe maybe they're not. Um, but how do we separate out those that are more interested and take them to the next the next step? So I, I, I like to set up kind of, some kind of of two stage. Um, uh, experience and it, it, it depends a little bit about how big of a booth you you have right so so if you have a, a little you know 10 by 5 booth or something you know something something relatively small it's a little bit more difficult but if you have a larger a larger booth it's an important show you've made the investment and what what I like to do is um, is to have a, a, a presenter 
that maybe every 15 minutes is doing a little five yeah. to seven minute um, presentation uh, because that really draws people in, right? As for, as similar to what we were talking about um, before about uh, the, the video, you know, and, and, and draws a crowd. Um, the optics of having people paying attention to your booth is so important. Exactly. Attracts it, exactly. And it, and it shows, and, it's, and you get the herd mentality, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get a few people, then all people wonder what's happening and you get, you get more people, right? So, so that's, a, that's a great way to get people in. And you can kind of think of it top of the funnel. So it's almost like a, an MQI, a, a hand raiser, a marketing qualified inquiry. Um, and you can do your presentation. And at the end of the presentation, you can say, uh, if you want to learn more, if you're, if you're interested, uh, we'll give you a one-to-one demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can send people off to, to a salesperson to do a demo. And I think of that as, as an MQL, Marketing yeah. Qualified Lead. You've nurtured them and you've moved them uh, to, the, to, the, to the next area. So, so those are some thoughts. Not only have you separated your two audiences, potential leads versus just looky-loos, but the looky-loos have still brought value because they've helped attract more people to your booth. So it's not even, nothing there is wasted. It's just a matter of yeah. using being more efficient with the people. I love yeah, that. Yeah, and and remember also that that it, it is the the funnel, right? So mm-hmm. so some some sales cycles are six months, a year, two years. So those people that are looky lose this year are going to be the right. buyers next year. So having them as an MQI, having them in your database, being able to nurture them is awesome. Um, but it's not what sales wants that, exactly. you know, sales uh, will consider it a failure if that's all you have. Yeah. But if you have those plus these nurtured MQLs, people that have, are having better conversations, then the sales team is happy. Speaking of justifying the cost, um, I always think it's interesting when, when I go to these kind of things is, is the ability for you to kind of do a, a, a quick snapshot or a competitive landscape of what other people are doing. Very rarely do you ever get the opportunity to be completely surrounded, literally physically, by your competitor brands. And here it is where you can stroll down an aisle and look at all the signage. So, and have your iPhone. And have your iPhone. So I always recommend when people do this is take some pictures. What do you like? What didn't you like? Use the opportunity. You don't necessarily need to overthink it, but make sure you're taking note of what your competitors are doing and, and looking for ways to stand out. Um, Along those lines, and just to, if I, if oh, I may, if I, just to pick up on that, it is very important, right? So, from a messaging perspective, positioning we're always positioning and, uh, is always about describing yourself vis-a-vis your competitor set. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to understand what your competitors are talking about. And of course, you can see that on their website. But seeing that the messaging that they use uh, at trade shows is, is, is super valuable. Seeing how it comes to life yeah. like that. Um, how have you seen trade shows evolve? Over? I, I feel like the terminology is almost outdated. Mm-hmm. I think we have kind of a, a in my mind at least, when we say trade show, I think of something that probably a few years outdated in terms of the big room and its huge ceilings and a lot of people yelling around. It, has the industry evolved a lot or is it still very similar to that? We just have gotten more effective in use of our technology at the booths. <coughs> yeah, I, I think maybe a little bit of, of both. I think, uh, uh, and, and of course, this was all impacted by COVID because yes. trade shows were cut somewhere you know shut down um, so I, I, th- I think there was uh, but but I think the notion of having a big event where people assemble uh, there's there's something just kind of basically human about mm-hmm. about wanting to interact like like that so I don't think that that trade shows are are dead uh, I think that um, there was a trend that started before covid around doing more virtual and hybrid uh, events 
Um, just because as great as a in-person event is, uh, you're limiting the audience because some people can't get there for whatever reason. So if you're able to add a virtual or a hybrid component, um, so, so I think that has been a trend for five plus years. And, you know, there's a bunch of drivers for it, but also, with in the, in today's SaaS world, the nature and price points of solutions are changing mm -hmm. a bit. Where it used to be, you know, if you're buying an SAP solution and you're paying, you know, five hundred thousand dollars, three million dollars for it, um, it wasn't a big deal to send two or three or four people yeah. to a trade show, you know, to help ar around that relationship. But if you're buying a SaaS solution, which is costing you $1,000 a month or something, it's not quite so strategic. So it's harder to, to get authorization mm -hmm. <laughs> to spend the, spend, the, spend the budget. So I think for a variety of reasons um, that there's, uh, there's, uh, there's that hybrid component. Um, another element, I think that uh, just you know, the everyone's just upping their game in in general, right? Yeah. So, so uh, the um, uh, companies are savvier about what they need to do at trade shows. So, some of the pra the the best practices we've been talking about. So, in some ways, there's more competition, uh, and people are realizing that. Um, that you really want to do a 360-degree experience. Uh, so you want to perhaps uh, have an evening reception as well or maybe, uh, maybe a dinner. So there's more competition. It's hard sometimes to actually get people to come to your events because there's so many events going on. So I think you know, people are definitely upping, upping their game. You know, in terms of upping your game, um, what do you think about sponsorships? Mm. And and how should companies think about sponsorships? Yeah, so it's a it's a great question. So if you're um, exhibiting at a at a you know major trade show, um, you know it could cost you you know probably ten grand is is like the entry point, and you know for a a, a decent size booth, you know you might be spending fifty thousand dollars or more uh, just. You know that's the that's the price of admission, um, uh, plus uh, booth costs and those kinds of things. Uh, so it's, it can be expensive, yep. right? And and then you can take it to a whole other level, right? By having more premium sponsorships, being the the emerald, the platinum, the gold sponsor. You know those packages can be two hundred fifty thousand dollars or 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 so. Um, so when to your question, you know when does it make sense to 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 do that? Um, I think. First of all, it has to be dead on with your ICP, right? So okay. you, you want it to be your audience. If these are if these are your people, mm -hmm. right? You know, and you want to make a big splash, uh, that's a, that's a, that's kind of one criteria. Another is if there's a particular reason for you wanting to kind of raise your awareness at that point in time. So uh, maybe there's a new, major new product launch. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you launched a new division or something. So you're trying to shout out to the world, you know, something, something's different, pay, pay attention. Um, or uh, if you are, uh, a challenger new to an industry, trying to disrupt an industry, you know, and you want to make noise, yeah. you know, you want to make a big splash. Hey, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a new game in town or the reverse of, of that. If you're an incumbent and you're facing a challenger and you just want to, you know, just establish your dominance, you know, and, and say, Hey, we're, we're still the leader, right? Uh, that could be, that could be another reason. 
Fascinating. Very, very helpful. Thank you so much for coming, Jeff. My pleasure. And that's another episode of Pivot Points. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you soon.